Guten Tag und willkommen zurück auf der Reichswagen. Dice Fosch bekommen Rashi Rice in Frankfurt einen Touchdown und einen Reisinger für Dan Catch. Er hat der Jason Sieg Verhoffen und der Schlapp ist Rice des Wacker Ristoff Rice. I'm going to try and compose myself now. Um, Welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. <laughs> uh, should, we, should we do the whole thing in German, just for the crack? <laughs> Judging by that, probably not. I don't uh, know how you're going to do that, but I've not got a chance. No, I, I think we established firmly over the weekend that um, my German is very limited indeed. Um, so we're doing a post-Frankfurt summary. You've got myself, Neil. We've got Tomo. Tomo, how are you, man? Very good, thanks. Yourself? Excellent. I'm fine, thank you. We've got Owen. Owen, brother, how are you? Hello, good. Um, yeah, we kind of just wanted to recap like the whole weekend experience, really, and just kind of um, give our general thoughts on Frankfurt. Um, I did make a couple of notes of things I wanted to mention. Uh, I'm just going to do one off because you guys didn't get there till Saturday morning, but I was there on the Friday afternoon. And we just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone who came out for the Red Friday picture um, down by the boat, everyone doing the tomahawk chop. It was just fantastic. If you haven't seen the video or you haven't seen the pictures, go and find them. They're, I know they're on, tw well, they're on Twitter and Facebook, I think. Um, but yeah, you have to go see that because it was just magical. Um, there must have been, well, we're saying it broke a record, but we don't actually know what the record was or if there was a record before, but we've established a new record at worst. Um, so thanks to everybody who came out for that. You played a blinder. You were magnificent. And then Saturday, actually, no, sorry, Friday night. See, I've got to do the bloody Taylor Swift evening as well. Um, yeah, fill us in on Friday night because I'm, I'm. Where the hell were you two all it. weekend? Like, I know. Could, why were you not there on Friday? No, no, I wish. And I, I don't know why, I don't know how it worked out like that. I think it was just looking at hotels um, and looking at flights. I, I don't know why, because I booked the Friday and the Monday off of work. So I was just at home Friday, but I don't know why yeah. I booked the, the flights and the, and the Airbnb for Saturday. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I didn't have much holiday left, having had two weeks off, for well, two and a half weeks off for a wedding in May, so that was probably the reason that I didn't look Yeah, the maybe that's why I just yeah, both much, at the same time. Much to my own regret in the end, but hey-ho. It did look really good the Friday night. Yeah, that Friday night was wicked, man. Yeah, so we ended up in Plateau, I think it was called. Um, uh, basically, the Taylor Swift-inspired uh, T-shirt evening with my bloody Save the Panda T-shirt. Um, because <laughs> Redbubble screwed up and instead of sending me two Taylor Swift t-shirts, sent me one Taylor Swift t-shirt, which Hazel wore, and a Save the Panda, with a picture <laughs> of a panda car on. I think that's which as good was, as it gets, though. It, well, I mean, it, it wasn't what I was intending <laughs> to start with, but it kind of encapsulated the evening as well, because um, we were sat having dinner just across the Iron Bridge, uh, and people get wandering into the place we were in, and it's like, oh, here's Duncan and Tom. Oh, here's a uh, Lynn uh, Weird Wolf um, guy, um, and he just wandered in past us with like a couple of other people, and then wandered back. I oh, was wandering back out, and I was like, yeah, if you're looking for them, they're like three doors down that way. Um, and then Duncan came in, yeah, 
you're in the wrong place, mate. And Doug was like, oh, sorry, sorry for uh, interrupting your date night here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then we went down to um, down to the bar <clears throat> where everyone was uh, uh, and the place was hopping. Um, like a bar full of Chiefs fans. Dog, get your foot off me screen. Sorry, the dog's just interrupting me there. Um, <laughs> yeah, a bar full of Chiefs fans in the middle of Frankfurt uh doing the tomahawk chop um that was just fantastic experience um and then there's pictures coming into the group chat of people oh yeah there's john who had been in the bar two minutes ago and he's outside with creed humphrey and i'm like what the fuck where did this come from (laughs) um and i went out to look for him it's like no sign of them and it turned out he was kind of just around a corner which i didn't look around probably the one corner i didn't bloody look around there was the entire chief's offensive line out having dinner (laughs) Uh, and John meeting up with him, it was just, that was frustrating. Um, uh, uh, one other shout out from the Friday night as well um, to our <laughs> our num- self-proclaimed number one fan, Stacey, who lives in San Francisco, but is from Kansas City. Uh, it was lovely to meet you. Uh, I'm still mystified why people listen to us blather on <laughs> this, but... <laughs> um she i did ask that question she did give me an answer um and she likes to hear different perspectives which was great um i have my friendship bracelets on at the moment and i do i've sent her a picture of the dog who is now laid next to me and sleeping because i couldn't find a bloody picture of him uh when i needed one on friday evening so stacy hat tip to you great to see you there appreciate you listening um and then saturday morning lads you arrived yeah yeah, after a three o'clock in the morning start and a six o'clock flight or whatever time it was, yeah, landed about twenty to ten in the morning. So it was a bit of a yeah, it was a bit of a journey, it was a bit of a slug, but obviously worth it to get out there to Germany. I think you could tell we were both tired because I reckon we were within about twenty meters of each other for about ten minutes and couldn't find each other. And it turned <laughs> yeah, out in the, in the airport terminal after we had <laughs> yeah. left after we landed. And it's not that we don't know each other or know what each other looks like. It was that we were on different floors, which took us an embarrassingly long time to figure out. <laughs> but uh we we found each other in the end and then um hopped on a train and uh and then we had a few a few mishaps, but it was all just fun and games really. I think it was just, I think it was the tiredness and and and, and yeah. the, the exhaustion that just led to one calamity after another of not being able to get change and then not being able to find like yeah. get the bags dropped off of the hotel room and then have to get the tram back and then blah, blah 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 one thing after another waiting and we hadn't even eaten at this point and it was a, yeah. a long morning um, but once you're over that hump it was Saturday was Saturday was good fun on the whole but yeah. Uh, yeah, Basically, that morning was very stressful. <laughs> Owen suggested that I should have, uh, like, don't get me wrong, we were we were eating quite late, but um, in the morning. But Owen suggested that I should have these, uh, what are they, the syrup and pancake with chicken on, which I'd, I'd never really heard of before. And things just went well after that. Like everything just <laughs> took like an upward trajectory after that arrived at the table because that was incredible. And then obviously we went off to the uh, fan park and to the boat and and all these things and. Yeah, it, it definitely improved once we'd had some food, which was, we were probably just hungry, to be fun. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe you've not heard of chicken and waffles. Well, chicken and waffles is a really popular thing in America. Mm. Chicken and pancakes is obviously like a take on it, like a European take on it. But yeah, chicken yeah. and waffles is like really popular in America. Like loads of people have it. 
Um, I could say I I had the bacon and pancakes. I'd never heard of chicken and pancakes, and uh, not I. It it didn't massively appeal to me. Um, it's great, but, but bacon and pancakes. Hey, yeah, I'm all over it like a bed rush. Like that's no problem there. It's one of those. It's got three things that that are nice. Like it's probably going to be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll give it a go. What um, did you make of Frankfurt as a city? Just kind of for a weekend. I think me and Owen saw all of it. The amount we walked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just in that one morning alone. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought it was a nice place. I think I think it's like anywhere where in in the in the centre and the touristy bit. I think it's it's very very nice. Um, I got a few questions as to why the NFL decided Frankfurt Stadium in particular like was a great idea. Just with the transport links were a little bit sus, but. Um, it had everything you need, didn't it? It had had bars, food, mm-hmm. music, and um... see. I thought the I thought the transport was one of the better parts of of the trip. I thought the trams were really efficient. I thought they were quite frequent, and they got you all over where you needed to go. Um, I think the the fact that the NFL was on and there was all the events and stuff that we went to and all all the stuff happening in the city was the reason why it felt like it was it was really um, busy and really, but in a good way, obviously, because it was lively. Um, I don't know how what it would be like without the NFL on because it seemed like every other person that you'd walk past would be wearing some sort of NFL merch. Oh yeah, hundred so percent. I don't know how quiet the city would be without all those people in it and without all those that stuff going on. Mm. So um, for the NFL weekend, it was really good because it was really lively. There was a lot of, lot of people like, obviously there for a reason. Um, so the the amount was really nice in the city. The but... amount of fans from Kansas City was incredible. They yes, travelled well, didn't they? Big they, they absolutely. I mean, I saw. Someone um, quoted Peter King because he was in town and he was like, there's 200 Chiefs fans to every Dolphins fan. I'm not sure his maths was quite right, but uh, <laughs> I also I don't think he was that far off either. Like there, there was red everywhere. Um, mm. I mean, there were plenty of other jerseys as well, but there was a significantly more red than anything else. Like Chiefs Kingdom, my... you, you travelled in numbers. This is my third international game now. I went to Chiefs Lions in Wembley 2015. A couple of years ago, I went to Jets Falcons at Tottenham just on the off. Um, and this is the first one that I've noticed the majority of fans are of fans of the two teams. I felt like the other two times it was just like a, a big mix and there wasn't really like a, any particular team that stood out as having the most fans or the most like. But this game, it was full of Chiefs and Dolphins fans. It was really good to see because it had more of an atmosphere and, and it had more of a like a. Not obviously, obviously they're all real games, but it had more of that like genuine home and away sort of atmosphere of like two rival fans in the stadium and around the city as well, um, which is really good to see because it kind of added to that atmosphere a bit more rather than just seeing yeah. like a bunch of NFL fans. It was like the majority were Chiefs and Dolphins fans, which I thought was a, a really good aspect of the weekend. It felt tense. It felt like the atmosphere was there for it. That's that's one of the things that kind of low key annoy me a little bit is when. Like in the London games, you see jerseys of teams that aren't playing in the game. And I kind of get it. You want to represent your team and stuff. But like that was the one of the things that I saw, like even on my flight going over there, there was like three people wearing Chiefs gear. There was a couple people wearing Dolphins gear. And then there was like probably another five or six teams getting represented on the flight over. And I was kind of uh, like all the all the respect in the world to anybody who wants to travel and watch the NFL is there's nothing against that and it's probably a silly thing to kind of be annoyed about but I find it fascinating that people are willing to travel 
to a different country to watch a team that's not their team or whatever or just sample the atmosphere but um that's like Owen said one of the things that I did actually kind of relieved me a little bit was when we got to the stadium like oh no this is this is Chiefs Dolphins this is very much Chiefs fans and Dolphins fans and I think both sets of fans made themselves heard I think the Dolphins fans tried but it was it was very much a Chiefs home game I think that was underrated the Chiefs being the home team um with all the advertising hoardings being kind of chief bias as well. That was that was nice for me as it was obviously my first game. Um, if it was the other way around and the Dolphins were the home team, it, I, I might have taken the edge off it a little bit for me. It wouldn't have mattered, but it's just cool to see like Chiefs Kingdom on the stadium and stuff. I thought that was just wicked, man. I, I remember looking down our side of the ground at one stage and going, like, you could nearly convince yourself you were at Arrowhead. Like with the amount of red that was kind of down below us to our left, um, and the stadium decked out with our gold end zone, I mean gold end zones, next level elite, can't fault that. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the kind of the the cheesy stuff around the outside as well. I was going to go, could see that. Like I've I've been to a couple of London games myself, and this was the closest atmosphere I've had to Arrowhead um, from any of the london slash german games i i it wasn't out it wasn't our ahead but it wasn't a million miles away either um absolutely yeah i couldn't agree more the place was rocking it was oh, really really atmospheric it was great and when the fumble because, um Neil, sorry, oh, do, do you think that's because yeah. it's two kind of better teams two teams that are successful people want to go watch them as team fans of their own team do you think it's because they've got more fans or because i know there hasn't been like the most attractive lineups for the international games i mean just have to look at next week's you look at next week's one like patriots colts i can't imagine an atmosphere the same do you think it's just because it was a big game or like why i think that helps do you think chiefs and dolphins fans traveled in comparison to other international games well i mean you wouldn't have known for sure at the start of the season that it was going to be like seven or six and two plays six and two. True. Um, so you can kind of, I mean, you would have, you would have hoped that was the case, but you couldn't have said for sure. Um, but I do think they got, they both teams now have good fan bases. Like the chiefs in the past few years have picked up fans left, right and center, obviously mm. getting to three super bowls out of four kind of does that for you. The Dolphins would have a fairly well-established fan base, certainly in the UK anyway, yeah. because, you know, people going to Florida for holidays, you know, become Dolphins fans. Yeah, you know, you hit plenty of stories like that. So I wasn't surprised there was a reasonable Miami turnout. Um, I was really, really glad we didn't get a Mexican wave during the game because I fucking hate those. <laughs> the That's one? It. I did. Was I did it? see one. Yeah, yeah. yeah it didn't really. Make it I didn't see that. It didn't. It didn't get round to us. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It. It kind of didn't get all the way around. <laughs> What's your problem with Mexican waves? Such a niche you're thing. The, to you're not there like. to watch the game. Watch the fucking game. Like you paid 178 euro for a ticket. Watch the game. That's what it's there for. Don't fucking. Ah, oh, just kill joy. Kill. I really like. <laughs> what? What's the point of Mexican waves? Are what fans do when they're bored. Yeah, and I tell you the worst Jube, thing. Yeah, was, I didn't think there was time for a Mexican wave in that game. It was too no. tense. I actually think it happened in like the second quarter as well, which was like really fucking embarrassing. Yeah, um, I, I did notice it. But then was that when we were twenty-one nil up and everyone thought, yeah, right, maybe. Fuck it, game's over." <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. 
Um, I think my only what you were saying with the public transport earlier, Owen. My only issue was the fact that there's fifty thousand people there, and there's basically everyone's on public transport because there's no parking around the ground. And so when you were coming out of the stadium, you're trying to get fifty thousand people onto trains and trams, and we were kind of lucky. Oh, um, we were very lucky. Yeah, yeah we in that we just kind of we drifted in the right direction at the right time and then there was that police officer was like yeah just go down there and it'll bring you out on the other side job done um but the queues to get out like you wouldn't want to be in a hurry to um to get back into to frankfurt after the game yeah but, i think the game the game day uh traveling was was a bit chaotic um i mean in the way in the way for me and tomo it was quite easy it was just the one tram we just sat in it the whole way it um, was, but I was getting squished the whole way. Yeah, to be fair, I was lucky to get a seat. Yeah, I was lucky to get a seat. But you were up for time. And, and not, not that that I agree with Owen. It was, it was very easy. They just almost needed. I don't even know how you could have even put more trams on or anything because generally the trams were really often. There were just so mm. many people that wanted to go. This is just what it's what you it's best one of the, yeah, from life. hundred percent. You can't, you can't, can't escape it. There's so many people crammed into one area that. No matter how efficient your, your mm. transport is, it's going to be you know busier than usual, yeah. obviously. So, um, yeah, the leaving was was, was pretty hectic, um, but the rest of the time, I think it was uh, mm. it, was, it was pretty efficient, pretty pretty yeah. smooth sailing, as the uh, German stereotype goes. It's very efficient, yeah. and that kind of centre part as well of town. Like, I mean, we were sat outside in the rain, but we were having a wonderful time. Obviously, he was he was very very busy, and the rain didn't dampen the spirits. I don't think. I mean, everyone was joking and laughing, having drinks. There was, I think, Noah Gray walked past at one point just before we got there, and there was people just popping up all over the place. But I mean, even the even the little fan park, there wasn't a major amount going on, but there was kind of just enough in the centre to, you know, it kept us entertained for an hour or so. Um, we got it kept you interested in yeah. it, didn't it? it just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. it kept some it, time before we went. Yeah, to the it kept boat it relevant. And, yeah, and um, what did you th- what did you think of the ship? Like, what was I? I was I was really really impressed by it because I thought a lot. Of, I, I don't know when when it when the tickets came out, it was something that I wanted to do, and I kind of said to myself, if it's under like thirty euros, I'm going to do it. Um, and then when it came out, it was ten. I was like, well, I book it instantly because it's disposable. Like ten euros, just yeah. disposable. But um, it then start you start to think it's like, well, it can't be that good for like for ten euro. It can't be that good. And then when we got on it, I was like, there's this to do, and there's this to do, and there's this to do. And even like they had cornhole on there, which was really fun as well. We like, must we have spent like, a good ten uh, fifteen yeah, minutes yeah. playing that. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just thought it was a really really cool thing that they had there, and I like I genuinely really really enjoyed it. I'm currently it drinking was... my cup of tea out of the mug oh, that, nice. that we were drinking the Glutwein mm-hmm. from um, on the boat there as we acquired. I mean, we acquired two cups. Like You would have probably paid a tenner for one of these. So yeah. A nice souvenir with the yeah. Chiefs and the German flag on. Like That basically made the boat, the rest of the boat experience uh, yeah, free. For free, yeah. Job done. And, but, and the drinks were refillable as well. Mm-hmm. Which, which, oh, yeah. Which, which was good. And um and yeah, there was I mean there was loads to see and do on there. So yeah, got to see the Super Bowl tro- trophy, the real Super nuts. Bowl trophy, yeah, the real one with the engraving mm. everything. 
Um, yeah, no, I thought it was really good. I it was I was pleasantly pleasantly surprised by it. I wasn't expecting much at all, but um, but yeah, for, for the, like you said, for, for the value and for for the for the cost of it, like it's yeah, it was great. It was good fun. Killed about an hour or so, or how long? Yeah, killed. I I, I think what you said there, Tom, was absolutely spot on. Like the the price of it was like, well, you know, a tenner, it's fine. If we it's there to do at a time, and if we have something better to do. Then mm. you've only lost a tenner, and like that, that's no problem. Yeah, yeah it's grand. It's it's disp- disposable is a good word, actually. Yeah, you know, you, you're not missing anything if you mm. if you didn't do it. But it was also when we did do it, it was like it's actually pretty reasonable value for ten quid. Yeah. Like that's fine. I think it also helped that we well uh, we'd all had like a couple drinks as well. It's mm-hmm. so like we went on the boat, and you kind of in a good mood anyway. And then you had the couple the couple little. I, I still have no idea what it was called. What was it? Glutathione. Mold wine, yeah. Mold wine, yeah. Don't like wine at all. That stuff, bang in. Um, and then obviously there was stuff to do and see. So yeah, I, I thought it was really, really good. Um, actually, I, there was one other person I wanted to shout out. Um, and I've forgotten her name, but I'm going to go find it now. Miriam. Um, the amount of kind of Kansas Cityans who you saw around the place who just wanted to chat with other people like we we saw a few of them down by the boat as well um but Miriam when we left you guys on Saturday night and we headed back to the tram Miriam and her husband were waiting at the tram stop to go and I kind of heard them say oh, they're Chiefs fans so I think Hazel had her hat on possibly uh, and then we got talking to them and they're like oh yeah we we've heard of our heads abroad um and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but just having those people to chat to, like, it was great to see them making the the trip over. It was great for them to see us and the enthusiasm that the European crowd had. It was just a real nice mingling kind of mesh of just all Chiefs fans together. Um, I just got that just kind of really added to the the whole kind of experience over the weekend. There were a few in our hotel um who just kind of I'd get in the lift and there'd be a guy in a Chiefs jersey there and just confident for the weekend. He was like, Yeah, I'm a thousand percent confident we're gonna win this game, no problem. And then go down and like have a bit of breakfast and uh, there was there were a few Chiefs fans in our hotel, but not many. But then there was like there's Dolphins fans, there's Saints fans, there's Washington fan, there's a Denver fan, there's uh, who else was there? Packers, there were Vikings. Like, there, there was a good representation, and they're all kind of milling around, you know, having the chats. And it, it was just nice to see that kind of camaraderie, I guess, um, between different teams' fans. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that, oh, it's, it's really weird because it, it, it must have happened like five or six times where you'd obviously you wearing Chiefs gear all weekend. Someone would walk past you and just go, go Chiefs. And, and you always yeah. didn't have time to really go, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know what to say in those situations. But it was, it was cool. Yeah, I really... I Actually, really we, we were walking, when we were walking back to the tram on the Saturday evening, uh, and we were just on the south side of the river, just about to go across the Iron Bridge, and this car pulled over on the road, and he rolled round his window down, he's like... Good luck for tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> and this was some German guy just driving his car along going, Yeah, good luck. Yeah, go yeah. for it. That's it. But just yeah, going back the lady to who checked, the lady who checked my passport or customs wished me good luck as well. 
as if as if I was going to be lining up for him <laughs> on Sunday. So, oh, good luck for the game tomorrow. I was like, thanks. <laughs> the guy hiding customs was less friendly than that by a long shot. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing here? Uh, I've come to watch the game. How long are you staying? Until Monday. Okay. <laughs> Stamp the passport and in the go. Okay. But this is this is what Arrowhead Abroad's all about is is mm-hmm. is the meeting new people and stuff and and Duncan said uh, you know um, on the Saturday night when we were all a bit jolly and playing pool and stuff he's like this is this is what it's all about and he he's not wrong and you come away from this weekend and you've got so many stories you've got so many top moments and things that you remember and I mean we've done however long on this podcast I haven't even mentioned the game yet and yeah. and that's. That's what we all went for, but it is, you know, and, and the result tops it off and I'm sure we'll get to the game or whatever, but like, there's so many different moments that you, you can point to. And, and Sam asked about the weekend, obviously it's the first thing she asked when you get home and it's it just go, and then this happened and we did that. And then this happened and oh, this was funny. And then that happened. And it's, and it is, it's we, just one of those trips. We've not even mentioned me and Tomo dominating the German pool. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the Frankfurt pool league yeah. that we absolutely walked through. We took over. Saturday night. We took Winner over because we were... Pool table, well, Winner that was the German on. rule. The Germans came up with that rule that the winner stayed on. And, and, and we it, played by their rules as well. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. dispatched the first lot at their own rules. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everyone wanted to have a pot of shot at us. It was, the, they it was had brilliant. some weird rules, though. Cause yeah. It was the, good when, I enjoyed when you got it, to though. the black and it's like, yeah, you can't. Because uh, I was convinced you were like, okay, we can only use that pocket because they can only use this pocket. And then it's like, no, right. you could use both pockets. And I was just like, I was lost. Basically, yeah, so. the last ball that got potted was the same pocket the black had to go into. But what has happened was, obviously, we pot we pot our last red say into the top left pocket, but the black ball was down by the bottom right pocket. So you could have put in a normal in a normal game of pool, you'd just knock you it just in. Knock it in. But then all of a sudden, it became a really tactical game because there's only the black and the white. It, on the it, it became it, a real it became tact- quite tense, and it was about twenty minutes worth of us and these German lads. And obviously, we were taking it in terms of me and Owen coming up with tactics <laughs> and taking everyone's input from our kind of side of the table. And then there's kind of German side of the table. And it was, oh, it was absolutely brilliant there for a bit. I I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. More tense um, than the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, so many tense sporting events over the weekend. Oh, I'll give you another <laughs> tense moment. Me stepping up to take that field goal after giving it large the whole weekend <laughs> that I could dispatch a field goal. Of course, they had field goal kicking at the game. Um, yeah, yeah, just for context. So the whole weekend, Tomo had been hyping himself up and saying if he saw one of those field goal challenges, he'd be able to oh. knock it through. No problem at all. <laughs> Not the chance. Don't, don't know why Harrison Butts gets faces so many issues. Don't know why every NFL kicker doesn't <laughs> nail the game winner all weekend. And we could we struggled to find one until I knew there'd be one the there somewhere. On, the hats of it. So in the yeah. fan experience area at the game, mm-hmm. uh, right down the back corner was the field goal and um we'd we'd found it um myself and hazel and carl who was with at the time was like i don't mind having a go on that now and then you two turned up and joined us and i was like i'm definitely having a go on that now yeah uh and we're in the queue you have to sign a waiver form in case you injure yourself kicking the damn field goal (laughs) Uh, so i signed mine harrison butker i can't remember who did you two sign us uh joe tooney uh i was bill rivers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and 
you kind of get to the front and then James is there on just on the other side with the camera and yeah. he going, yeah, I've got this lads. Uh, and then Hazel filmed us. Cause I had given it large to everybody that I was going to dispatch that field goal. I mean, well, in fairness to you, well. you did. Yeah. Yeah. But that, 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 that cue beforehand, you could see, you could see the sword. Oh, my, of my arse was twitching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we made sure Tomo went first just because that was like the know, real pressure. The best, that was the best thing that you did was moment because if you two had gone first and put yours away, my pressure would have racked up again. Yeah, 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 proper bottle. But no, um, <laughs> I made sure I got under the ball because I, I feel like if you got any contact on the bottom half of the ball, it was going in. Um, and I yeah. kicked. The, well, I it wasn't. It wasn't regulation, was it? No, no. <laughs> I think I kicked the tee. To make sure I got under it, so no, <laughs> we got there in the end. Yeah, three. But for we, three. we we were we three were for three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were three for three. So we 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 did fine there. We did just. And if fine. you don't believe us, go look at the Arrowheads abroad Twitter because it's plastered over there as well. Yeah, I, I I posted the video of that on there just to prove that Tom had kind of made it and wasn't just yeah. talk. It would have gone up if I'd have missed as well. You oh what? yeah, it would have gone up even quicker <laughs> if you'd missed yeah. it. Oh yeah. Like, oh, in fact, yeah. it would have. I would have cropped the video so it was just yours and it would have left me in it. Me and Owen wouldn't have mattered at that stage. You've got to put yourself in these situations in life. You've got to back yourself or you've got to give yourself a bit of adversity to to overcome. And uh, so yeah. should we should we briefly mention the game then? Um <laughs> yeah. like I I have watched back the eight minute highlight thing and mm. I have listened to uh, a podcaster or two. Um defense was immense, but mm-hmm. It sounds like Miami helped them by not doing anything different to what they've done all season. Mm-hmm. And that is lose to good teams because they <laughs> have a good track record of beating uh, bad teams. Um, I, this stat that I saw on the Athletic website, um, they've so apparently the six and three Dolphins. The six teams they've beaten are 11 and 27 this season. So they've got a 2.89% winning mm-hmm. percentage. Uh, and the three teams they've lost to, one of them being the Chiefs, have a combined 19 and 6 record, which is a uh, 76% mm-hmm. winning percentage. So, are, so the Dolphins, are the Dolphins frauds then? I really don't think they are. Like, I've heard this narrative all, all kind of week, I guess, we're on Tuesday, since the game. But obviously listen to lots Lost of track stuff, of time. but I, I don't think they are. I genuinely think they are a good team and I think they showed it in flashes. But the one thing I didn't want to say in the game that I said, obviously after to, to Neil was that when Tua gets the ball back with two minutes to go, you just, I just don't believe it. Like mm. they've got all, all the, the incredible talent in the world, but at the end of the day, your quarterback's got to touch the ball every time. And um, he went from not a very good quarterback, got incredible talent around him, and is now an incredible quarterback. Supposedly it's MVP caliber candidate and all this. And he may well be, but I just in that moment didn't believe he was going to drive them down the field. Now, does that mean they're not an incredible team and he can't do it? No. And if we played them in the the playoffs, do I think that that I'd be confident? 
I'd still be, I'd still feel the exact same as before the game. Like, I think you could play this game now, and I'd still be like, oh, this is a really tough matchup. Like, I don't think it's one of them where, like, no, they're they're just they're just not good against good teams. I think they are. I think I think I think there was enough there. I think they showed enough. They were there. They were right there at the end. Like, it's not it's not that they're not a good team. I just think it's one of those things that you know how the Bills were a bit like that, where they just almost. I mean, the Chiefs did it against the Patriots. They lost that that AFC Championship game. The Bills. It's almost like they need that season where they don't quite know how to win, but you learn how to beat these good teams, and they mm-hmm. they'll learn from this, and they'll they will be a good team at the end of the season. I think. I, that's what I say about the AFC Championship game. You need to lose one before you can win one. Like you, you have to have the experience of going there and being in it mm. before you can actually then go to it and win it. Um, you know, because it. That's like a big pressure game where Miami aren't at that level yet, but mm. they are trending in that direction. And you're expected to beat the bad teams and they're doing that. But the next step yeah. for them is to start beating good teams as well. Yeah. And then once I think once they start doing that and figure out how to do that, then they'll become even more dangerous because they, they are a good team. You're absolutely right. Their offense is really mm. good. Um, defensively, a defensive line was pretty good. Like Mahomes had less than 200 yards passing. Um, and there's not many teams who've done that this season. Um, so, like, defensively, they're, they're reasonable. Like, we only scored 14 points. Yeah. Some of that probably is on us because we certainly took the foot off the gas in the second half when it comes to the playbook. But um, some of that is because they just played really well. But you also had a free you also had free score lead going into mm-hmm. the second half. So it's kind of oh, I've lost my headphones, but it's kind of acceptable to almost take your foot off the gas a little bit in that sense. Like this is what Andy does. We know he does these things. So it's almost how, how many times in, in sense. how many times in the second half did we say to each other, like, just score on this drive and the game's over? Yeah. Like we were we were trying to work out possessions. We were thinking they'd probably get four possessions in the second half. Which I think we were right about as well. Yeah, I think we were actually. I think I have that on screen somewhere because I pulled up that. Um mm. we were like, well, just you know, stop them once. Uh where's Miami? Miami were there. They had one, two, three, four, they had five possessions. Mm. So and we kind of got just just stop them once. Just but when you gotta score when you gotta score three touchdowns to tie out of your five possessions. Yeah. It's a big ask whoever you are. So you imagine Ferreira is so small then. Yeah. Plus Spags like was just on one. Um he <laughs> yeah. really I, th- I think I think both defenses played really well. I think they because if you if you take away the defense touchdown, we we scored as many points in offense as they did. Mm, and it was true. both quarterbacks lowest passing yards game. Like Tua and Patrick Holmes, they both had the lowest mm. passing yards of the season. Um so far for them so I think defensively they both teams played really well it's just the Chiefs played slightly better they they got the stops at the end when they needed to they stopped the the Dolphins drives twice in back-to-back drives at the end there and then obviously the the fourth down snap by Tua kind of sealed it um but even that snap snap was that snap was forced by Specs and the defense because he was just like everybody on the line please we're going cover zero and you are going to get this ball out bloody quickly. And two was distracted by that. And the center was distracted yeah. as well because and, yeah. he knew he was going to have to block someone instantly. And I think the also... difference in this game was 
experience and inexperience. I just think the Chiefs are, are, are more they're more experienced in these big games in these like this is a you know when you're looking at seeding you're looking like you know this is a team to beat I just feel like they're more experienced and this was the Chiefs a few years ago like Tom I was saying this is the you know, the Chiefs team that that was struggling like you know to, to, to show up when they needed to as much as they are now and that's what the Dolphins are doing now I feel like two is a bit of like a, a fair weather quarterback where when things are going his way and when things are going the Dolphins way like yeah he, he's, he's a great quarterback but he needs to prove that, that he's that guy when, when the times are tough and, and you need to go down the field and score three times in the second half just to tie the game. Um, I think he needs to prove that. And I think he's got potential to prove that, but he's just not quite there yet. And I think that's why that's what cost him this game, was that he, he's a good quarterback, but he's not quite that. doesn't have that killer instinct yet to go out there and, 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 mm. and win a game when, when, when the odds are stacked against him. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're a great... It's not, nothing to take away from the Dolphins. It was a great game and they're a great team, so... I'm sure we'll see them again in, in January and February. Well, not February, but we'll see them in January. Um, I'm sure of it. So, yeah, it's a good game. It's tense. Tense, yeah. Tomo, anything to add before we get out of here? Uh, no, I, I mean, just some of those moments. I, I know you were talking about the, the botch snap and stuff, and you guys will be able to say um, from experience more than me, but it's moments like that where, you know, it, it does come down to experience, uh, you know, to uh, how many times has he gone into those situations where that's an incredibly high cooker, high pressure cooker moment. And you've also got the crowd on top of you, which is, which is what I was going to say is more kind of, is like an arrowhead type, type experience in that moment. Cause it was relentless on that third and fourth down. Um, he must have felt that pressure. Everybody's against him. He's got to think about a million things that everybody's saying in, in, in the, in the media about the missed throw on third down and the miscommunication. Well, well, that's, that's because you've got 50,000 screaming fans. Doesn't help that. He misses a throw. So you don't know how much the, the fans helped in that situation. And then obviously on the fourth down as well, it was incredibly loud and, you know, their experience he's, he's going to have to go through and he might learn from that. He might not, but you know, in those situations, I like to think that the chiefs, if it was reversed, would still operate and execute in a manner that, that would help us win the game. And I think that's literally the difference that and one defensive play. And I think we knew it was going to come down to something like that. We knew it might be a field goal at the end who has possession last or, a, a turnover and, and that's what it turned out to be it's a turnover and a lateral which just one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen just full stop to be honest like watching the Chiefs that was yeah. insane in and that the place moment, was rocking when that happened yeah it I was, mean the atmosphere was was incredible when that happened it's so funny because we were literally just saying if we can hold them to three we go into half you know up 11 and then the very very next play Oh my god, a fumble! Oh, that's I'm, like it all goes through your head so quick, right? You're like, yes, we've got the ball. We might be able to get a field goal out of this. That's incredible going through. So, what is the the ball is what Cook is now running down the sideline with the ball. How has this happened? And all of a sudden, it's a touchdown. It's just to witness that play alone was absolutely what that's like, worth once, the entrance fee, wasn't it? Life, yeah, once in a lifetime experience to say I was there for that moment. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, I'm going to wind us up now here because I'm conscious that we, we've gone on a lot longer than I thought we were going to there, but mm-hmm. that's okay. There's no um, one to cover. 
There has, yeah, there has. Great weekend. Um, I, I'm just going to finish with uh, a thank you to Duncan, um, mm -hmm. who put in a lot of work uh, on the Arrowheads Abroad behalf um, in kind of sorting things out for the weekend and organising and keeping everyone in the loop. The WhatsApp group was absolutely not off the charts, nuts. Um, but it kept everybody in contact with everyone else and it it kept us together. But Duncan did so much to kind of to help make it a good weekend for everyone. Mm. Uh, I'm just going to finish with what he put on Twitter earlier on because um, I thought he absolutely nailed this as he always does on the socials. So I'm going to say thanks, Tomo. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, Owen. Much appreciated. As always. Um, Guys, it was an absolute pleasure hanging out with the Perry for the weekend. It's, the three of us did spend the vast majority of the weekend together in the end. Uh, absolutely loved it. Uh, and I'm going to finish. Sorry for, with... uh, sorry, sorry for breaking up your couple's retreat to Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> it was like having the kids, but just slightly older ones. <laughs> um, right, I'm, I'm going to finish with this. So Duncan's note on Twitter says... I wanted to let the dust settle before reflecting on the weekend we've just had from Frankfurt. Safe to say it was perfect, and all I can really do is say a massive thank you to Chiefs Kingdom. You guys are the real MVPs. From all our UK Arrowheads Abroad friends and members, both old and new, to Chiefs fans who had travelled from across Europe to hang out, have a beer and support the Chiefs with us, our KC friends and Chiefs family as well, some of whom we reconnected with, some of whom were new to the group. The noise, the colour and the atmosphere we all brought to Frankfurt was unbelievable. To everyone who came along to the Red Friday photo, to anyone who stopped us to say hi, joined us for a beer or liked or shared our posts from home, you're all amazing and you guys are the real reason the weekend was a blast. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. From one game to another, goodbye for now.